Joining us now, he is the tournament director for the Wells Fargo Championship. Gary Soba joins us. Gary, welcome into the golf shop. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, uh, usually at this time, during this week, you're in the middle of pro-ams. Here we are on a Tuesday, and uh, it's a little bit different this time of year, isn't it? It, it really is. A Tuesday for us, we have a, a wonderful women's day in the morning. And Ty's in a clinic, and they spend all day out here. Then we were introduced in a new uh, kind of program, a celebrity putting challenge uh, this afternoon with proceeds going to charity. So uh, then we would have a draft party this evening. So Tuesday was always a big day. And we had a program yesterday scheduled, a program tomorrow. And unfortunately, we're, uh, we're uh, uh, <laughs> you know, sitting at home. Yeah, and I mean, the, the creativity, because uh, the Wells Fargo Championship is always – one of the top choices of players, caddies, fans, everybody all around last year winning the Players' Choice Award, so that had to be a high honor as well. Well, we were so very pleased and proud and honored to be selected by the players as the, as the Players' Choice Award winner. They vote on one event on the tour, just one event. It's the only event they vote for, and that's their favorite event on the tour. And there are a lot of factors come into play, but certainly speaks to Quail Hollow, certainly speaks to Wells Fargo, and and Mr. Harris and all the things that has been done here for so many years. But, but uh, yes, they do love this event, and the golf course right now is so pure. would have been in perhaps the best condition ever. Yeah, weather forecast looks good. We usually are struggling with rain or thunderstorms or really, really hot or sometimes really, really cold, and this would have just been an absolutely uh, gorgeous, perfect week for the conditions. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was hoping for monsoon. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the perfect weather just, oh, just adds salt to the wound. I have to ask though, with with the you know the tour canceling and postponing certain events, and it seems like some of the events have gotten pushed into open slots. Was there any discussion about uh, maybe sliding the Wells Fargo Championship a little bit later in the schedule, or at any point in the schedule, the revised schedule? I would say there really wasn't, but there's a lot of things that go in those decisions. First of all, we oversee with Rye. And then, you know, it goes to Bermuda. So when those warm weather months come, you know, the, the condition of the golf course changes. So we did not get in those extensive discussions in terms of some of those uh, June dates. But the golf course changes as well. So as it converts from the overseeded ride to the, uh, the Bermuda. Now, uh, in terms of going forward, does, this, um, does Wells Fargo look at adding a year on because they missed a year, or is the contract just kind of remain constant? And what's the schedule like for 21 with the President's Cup coming to Quail Hollow in the, in the fall time frame? Good question. It is not at a year. Uh, they still were, were tied in this year, and there's a lot of benefits they still receive. For instance, Saturday and Sunday, well, actually Thursday through Sunday, all the, the days will be broadcasting the event. Saturday will be the 2015 championship on CBS won by Roy McElroy, and Sunday will be the 2018 Wells Fargo championship won by Jason Day. In fact, Jason Day will join Jim Nance, as you have seen Jim have winners on the past several weeks uh, and, and talk to them while the event's going on. Next year, uh, then we will go with the, with the President's Cup coming to uh, Charlotte. We will go to Washington, D.C. May 3 through 9 will be at their course called TPC Potomac at Avenel Farms, which has hosted many PGA tournaments previously. Previously, the Tiger Woods tournament has been there. So, uh, so while we hate to leave uh, Charlotte for a year, we'll be back in 22. We'll, we'll look forward to making it a great event in Washington, D.C. next year. Yeah, and obviously, uh, from a Quail Hollow perspective, uh, paying attention to the Ryder Cup, because if for some reason the Ryder Cup doesn't go, has the has there been discussions about sliding the President's Cup back as well? 
I am not aware of any. I've been asked that question several times, but I haven't been privy to those discussions, and I'm not aware that there would be a domino effect that might uh, back the, uh, the the Ryder Cup into 21 and any impact that could uh, have on the President's Cup. Now, obviously, uh, the the one thing that this really does affect, obviously there's no golf tournament this week, and, and uh, there will be no champion crowned on Sunday, but uh, the champions for education that the golf tournament really benefits, uh, this is an impact to them as well, isn't it? I think that's the sad part. You know, we're still going to have a big week. We're going to uh, donate nearly a half million dollars to charity from Champions for Education, uh, the Wells Fargo Championship, and then when you add what Wells Fargo is doing, they're going to donate more than really $1.2 million to, to help the community. But but there's no doubt that's been impacted. Uh, we were going to we were going to really really have biometrics. We were having a a, a record year, and uh, our our ability to impact the community in a positive way. While we're still going to do some things, it has been lessened, and uh, that's the thing people don't realize. We're a 501c3 and and uh, profits go to charity, and, and uh, you know when you have beautiful weather and big crowds, that leads for a, an unbelievable opportunity to help the local marketplace. Again, we're talking with uh, the tournament director for the Wells Fargo Championship, Gary Soba. And, uh, you know, the other thing is now that you don't have an event to plan this year, and obviously uh, there's, there's takeaways from that as well. I mean, when the event's over, I'm sure you guys get together uh, and take a look at how things went, where, where changes can be made and whatnot. So there probably won't be a whole lot of that going on. But now you have the opportunity to maybe get ahead because the event's going to be in a different location next year. Does that, uh, is that something that starts immediately, or has it already started? started about a month ago when we knew our event was going to be canceled. I've got uh, sales staff that were actually moving to D.C. in June, and they are right now researching roughly 2,500, I'll call them prospects, potential clients, getting all the key contact information for, for those folks so they can hit the market aggressively uh, you know, a year out in advance. So so the sales staff, absolutely, but there's still a lot of things this week. We're doing a lot of things socially, so half the staff is very involved with the with the social media component, and then half the staff is very involved already focusing on, on uh, the 2021 tournament. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting with your ryegrass. I mean, we're, we're seeing what, uh, what Augusta National is doing in terms of uh, moving to a November time frame. It would have been interesting to see if we could have slid this, uh, the Wells Fargo Championship, maybe in an October, November time frame, right around the same time as a lead into uh, the Masters at Augusta National because of the ryegrass uh, uh, piece of it. It, it would have been, would have been very interesting, <laughs> you know. But I, but we love our spring date. We yeah. think the first week of May is the perfect time. And I've been told by so many uh, people in this community, and especially by media members, it's their favorite event. And it's not only their favorite event, but it's one of the biggest events, if not the biggest sporting event in the state of North Carolina. So, uh, you know, that's the thing that people are missing. Goodness gracious, come out here and socialize, just all the handshakes and the wonderful smiles, because it's a lot more than just about golf. You know, people come out of here, the social factor of, of golf and the championship, it, it's synonymous with, with Charlotte and, uh, you know, Quail Hollow. And I think that's what people are really missing. Yeah, well, and the you know the other thing too is it kind of where it's positioned now. It kind of kicks off things around the Charlotte area because you have the Wells Fargo Championship, the Symmetra Tour, which is the uh, LPGA Tours feeder tour, has an event uh, up at River Run in an early May time frame. Then we get the All Star Race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Then the Coca Cola Six Hundred. So it's kind of the beginning of what becomes a really big sports month in the Charlotte area. 
And at this point, the only thing I think that may be still on the table is the Coca-Cola 600. So uh, we might get the end of the month, but nothing in the beginning of the month. And if I've read correctly, that would be no fans as well. Correct, yeah. And we don't even know. Might might be a limited pit crew, so there might be some interesting pit stops as well. So there could be a whole lot of things going on. Um, in terms of what you have heard from the PGA Tour and communications back and forth, I'm sure they tried to uh, work with you and hang on as long as they could before they made the ultimate decision, correct? They did. You know, I think, I think uh, everybody uh, saw when the World Health Organization made a call that uh, that I knew the they'd already canceled the four events, and then we were in the next four. And when that happened, uh, uh, Commissioner Monahan had said, "Hey, he is not going to uh, go against any uh, wishes or directives of the World Health Organization." And I recall that happened on a Sunday. I have to go back and see which Sunday of March that happened. Uh, I think as a staff, uh, while we were somewhat hopeful and optimistic, I think we all knew at that time. You know, more important things in our world. We certainly understand uh, the PGA Tour. We agree with the decisions were made, but that doesn't mean that there hadn't been severe disappointment this week. It's interesting is that because of such upheaval, I don't know that we really have had time to really think about it because we haven't been together. But uh, but when Sunday hit, which we normally have a big draft party in yesterday's program, I think for the first time it hit all of us that, uh, boy, what a week this could have been. Now, in terms of the PGA Tour, do they, you know, have you had any discussion or do you get to sit in any discussions about, you know, them scheduling the next wraparound season? Um, Obviously, you're in a specific date and that date seems to be a recurring date. But with this upheaval of the schedule and a repositioning of a lot of events, have they had calls and, and conference calls about the future of the schedule? Because not only is obviously the rest of this year's schedule and the following starting of the wraparound schedule going to be a lot different, but it may have a trickle-down effect into some of the spring, uh, the you know, obviously the early 2021 and into the spring and summer events for next year. The, the tour events are not involved in those discussions, but this year there were a lot of dominoes when, when you lead the discussions because the PGA uh, was postponed and, and, and took a week. The Olympics were postponed. Obviously, the Masters were postponed. So you're talking about three or four different organizing groups. The U.S. Open was postponed. So to, to make it work for all those people, uh, there were there were significant discussions uh, amongst all the different organizing groups to make it work for everyone. Obviously, the PGA uh, Tour represents the players. Uh, the USGA handles the U.S. Open. Uh, uh, the PGA controls the PGA Tournament. That's not the PGA Tour, and certainly the Masters. So you've got all the different groups had to work together, and I think they did a wonderful job trying to figure out Okay, how can our events be played? How can we keep uh, the patrons and fans healthy? We want fans to attend, and how does it work within already the, the, the current schedule? So, uh, Wyndham, for instance, here within our state, you know, they had to back up a week and they backed up the entire uh, tour championship, the FedEx championship, uh, to to be able to put the PGA uh, in uh, uh, in uh, early August. Excellent. Well, I'm sure when uh, we see the Wells Fargo Championship up in the D.C. area next year, it's going to be as outstanding as it always is. And I'm sure with a, with a little extra planning time that uh, you're going to make it just that much more special. Well, we're excited about the 21, and then we're super excited to come back here in 22 and make the uh, make the Quail Hollow experience and the Wells Fargo Championship at, at, at Quail Hollow uh, the biggest and best we've ever had. Well, Gary, appreciate you taking some time with us, and uh, have a good uh, rest of the day, and uh, stay safe, and we'll get through this. Thank you very much.